Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is the show that provides you with a greater range of actionable business tips and ideas, and you'll find practically anywhere else in one place on the internet because of the interesting guests we bring you. So, first job for me is to introduce co-host Kathleen Beauvais from down the road from me in Waterloo, Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach a to a visit our website at theyackingshow.com, click on the contacts tab and fill out a very short application form. We would love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Chuck Anderson. Hello, Chuck. Welcome to the show. How are you? I am so good. Thank you so much. I'm I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to this. We've had it on our calendars for a while, and uh, here we are. <laughs> Excellent. Now, uh, for our listeners, Chuck is an entrepreneur who started, bought, and sold multiple businesses. He's been teaching affiliate marketing strategies for 20 plus years and manages the affiliate programs for businesses ranging between 1 million and 24 million in annual sales. Currently, Chuck is the co-founder of Podcasting for Partners, which is focused on helping podcasters and affiliate managers collaborate profitably. And I can't wait to delve into this topic with you, Chuck. So first, though, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and uh, what started you off as an entrepreneur? Well, uh, well, I started off as an entrepreneur. Uh, I accidentally answered an ad one time for, you know, uh, building a business. I was in a career that I didn't really enjoy all that much. I was working in the electronics industry as an engineer, and I realized that I really didn't have anywhere to go uh, with that. So I answered this ad that said they wanted uh, sports-like-minded people uh, to to work with. And uh, so I answered this ad and ended up getting coerced into doing door-to-door sales (laughs) as, as a as a uh, as a contractor as a business owner uh and so so i ended up doing that and uh not only doing that i mean it was one thing to do it here in vancouver where you know it's nice and you know if it's raining we can uh wear you know have an umbrella or whatever but that i ended up doing this in edmonton canada where it was oh, minus 40 oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so needless to say, I didn't last very long in that business, but it was really my first taste of what it was like to not have a job, to uh, to be sort of my own boss. And and as a as a contractor, it was really my first taste uh, of, of that freedom. And so uh, from there, uh, I got into well, multiple business. I ended up in the uh, long distance reselling industry in, in the mid 90s. Uh-huh. And that was my first, yep. what I call real business. And, uh, and so this whole idea of taking long distance services, you know, marking them up and reselling them and uh, did that for a few years until the industry can completely deregulated and that was no longer an opportunity. And uh, so, but it, it really started me off as an entrepreneur and uh, I think started me off on this path where uh, it eventually introduced me to this concept of affiliate marketing, which is what I do now. 
Mm-hmm. Wow, quite quite a road. And I I, I did a short <laughs> spell of door to door salesman uh, commission only, paying for your own gas myself. So, but but in a much warmer place than Edmonton, let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> so I sympathise. <laughs> I, I I hear your pain from that. Now let's talk about affiliate marketing. <clears throat> you advise businesses on how to affiliate to set up affiliate networks. Um, many small business owners and entrepreneurs are not really familiar with the idea of network mar- of uh, affiliate marketing, and some of them uh, it could be a really good uh, tool for them to expand their business. So, do you want to uh, educate our audience a little bit and talk more about affiliate marketing and the benefits? Yeah, and this is uh, this concept of affiliate marketing was a game changer for me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, at that time when I got out of the uh, long distance in the telecommunications industry, good friend invited me over to his house, and he introduced me to this concept of affiliate marketing, where uh, there's two sides of it. One, as an affiliate, you can earn a commission by referring others, referring customers to their business. Uh, You don't have to deliver the services or anything. You just send a referral their way. They pay you a commission. The other side of that is if you have a product or service to sell, you can recruit affiliates and pay them a commission Mm -hmm. for them to send you new customers. So whenever I'm talking to business owners, I always ask this, this one question, and that is, if I was to send you a new customer on a regular basis, would you pay me a commission? Would you pay me a percentage of that sale? Uh, in uh, as a referral fee? And most times the answer is yes. And so from there, uh, we work with them to help to set up a program. So that's what you want to think about is if you have a product or service and you're always in need of new customers and new clients, what if you had a network of affiliates to send you new customers? You wouldn't have to advertise as much. You wouldn't have to do as much on social media. You wouldn't have to try to get to the top of Google, which is uh, almost impossible for certain keywords these days. So, so it's really all about uh, having this network of affiliates that send you customers. You pay them a referral fee and they do the, all the advertising for you. So when we talk about affiliate programs, mm-hmm. we talk about affiliate marketing. That's really what we're talking about. Right, you, right. you actually have your own program that connects podcasters and affiliates with businesses that want to sell products and services. So can you tell us about that? Yeah. So this is where uh, we realized after running a podcast unprofitably for about a year, uh, we, cause it was our way of what we thought was going to be our way of getting new clients for our affiliate marketing agency. And it's, and, and uh, also we have a, a, a brand of parenting courses that we were trying mm-hmm. to uh, promote. And we had a parenting podcast there as well. And we thought, oh, if we start this show, we're going to get all these thousands of people hearing about us and we're going to, we're going to sell more of our programs that way. Uh, and that was not the case. Uh, but what we did do, we looking back at all the amazing people that we interviewed on our podcast, we realized, hey, wait a minute, you know, these are experts, these are book authors, these are coaches, these are course creators that are in the same industry as us. What if we could partner with them instead? And so we started viewing our podcast as a way to get to know people that we would potentially partner with instead of looking at it as a way where we were going to get 
thousands or millions of downloads and new customers. So so it really shifted our focus to where now we very intentionally, if we want to meet somebody we would like to partner with, we just simply invite them to be a guest on our podcast. And they're much more likely to say yes to an, an invite to be a guest on our podcast than they are to accept an invite to be our affiliate. So if I send you an email on link or a message on LinkedIn saying, hey, Peter, uh, think about all the money you could make by promoting my workshops. And, uh, you know, here's an affiliate link and we pay 20 percent and we do everything for you, blah, 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 blah. You're probably going to ignore that. Mm -hmm. But if I say, hey, I really love what you do. Would you like to be interviewed on my podcast? Most people are going to say yes to that. So we have shifted our the way we view podcasts and we've connected the dots between podcasts and uh this idea of recruiting affiliates and partnerships to uh where we we look at the we look for the types of people we want to partner with and invite them to be a guest on our show so that's where it started now we actually teach mm-hmm. podcasters how to do that and and we've developed some business models along the way to help podcasters monetize but shifting their focus on how they view their show and how they use their show to to potentially monetize their business. A lot of people think it's going to be done directly, but you do it indirectly through these partnerships and all these wonderful opportunities. As soon as we changed our focus, uh, things really changed for us in mm-hmm. terms of mm-hmm. who we were able to work with and how much and when. And, and you know, that leads us to a incredible conversation like the one we're having today where sure. where you find me and it's like hey let's talk more about this right for sure That's yeah it. it's very interesting because kathleen and i've gone down a similar road over the nearly three years now uh starting off like you you and then thinking hang on the value here is in the people we meet i just want to get back to the affiliate net the affiliate system again because one of the criticisms i've heard from business owners is yeah but if i t- set up an affiliate system i'm gonna have to pay a huge commission and what people don't realize is uh, the concept of marginal costing, right? That if um, if you have the facilities of production, be it services or, or products, uh, if you take on affiliates, even at a high commission, that is all extra business you weren't getting otherwise. And you're not paying the costs of salesmen, company cars and everything else. And uh, and that to me is where the beauty of, of a an affiliate system is for business owners. You're getting all this business without a lot of extra direct costs. So, so what if the commission is twenty percent or thirty percent? It's all extra business. A lot of people don't realize that, unfortunately. Um, so, you, you've you've started on what I wanted to ask you. What's the best way for a podcaster to monetize? And and I think we've we've partially answered that question. But any more ideas on that? Well, I do. And 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 if it's okay with you, I'd like to go back to just what you just said there. Sure. Just a moment ago, that criticism of paying uh, commission uh, on that back end and paying that out. And, you know, when we run affiliate programs, we get excited about paying the money out because Mm -hmm. that means we just earned something. So we don't look at it as an expense. We look at that as a celebration because that that was a customer we didn't have to work to go get. And the other the thing I would I would say to anyone who 
was looking at that as a cost. Think about the cost of uh, how much effort you've put into content generation or search engine optimization to try to get your website listed at the top of Google for certain keywords. And it's certainly not an instant thing. It's a very, you know, very much a an ongoing uh, long play. A lot of people invest a lot of money in content for that purpose. And that is, they think of it as free traffic, but it's not free. If you think about all that effort and all that content, there is a cost associated with that. And then when that's not instant enough, they go to what we think of as the second second type of traffic, which is paid traffic. They go and start paying for ads on Google and Facebook and uh, media buys and things like that. That's an upfront cost with no promise of return. Sure. You're hoping it will return, but there's no guarantee that it will. But in the case of affiliate, you're guaranteed a return because you've already received the customer and the money before you've paid for the marketing cost, which is the which is affiliate commission. So so that would be my argument that there's really no such thing as free traffic and there's really no free marketing. It all has a cost. And uh, it's so much easier to pay on the back end than it is to pay on the front end. And so oh, I look I, I at it as much less risky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Kathleen, back to you. So, Chuck, there has been a proliferation of new podcasts, many that don't survive for more than just a few episodes. What's the secret to a successful podcast? Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is where I believe that a podcast has to have an underlying business model. Uh, if, if, if you're expecting to make money from a podcast is that there has to be that intention right from the start. Uh, and, 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 and then, of course, you can uh, pivot a show to implement a business model if you don't have one. But I think what happens with so many shows is they're started as a labor of love. They're Mm -hmm. started as an idea, like I want to get this message out there, or I really just want to have a podcast. And, you know, there's that exciting time, that first few months where it's exciting, it's fun, maybe even the first year where it's fun. And then reality sets in. It's like, oh, I got to publish another episode. I, you know, it's costing me money. I really wish that there was money, you know, that, that this was a more profitable thing. And that's because of a lack of a business model. Now, you know, in our podcasting for partners program, we teach five different business models, but the first one works for all podcasts. And that is what if you were to invite guests to your show who also came with an affiliate program? What if they had affiliate program where they paid commissions for referrals? And so then, uh, which I do, and uh, I'm very happy to give you an affiliate link to uh, my affiliate marketing workshop and the things that I do. But um, the easiest way for podcasters to make money is to look for guests that they can have on their show that obviously first and foremost add value to their audience. Cause I think that's, mm-hmm. it can't just be a promotional thing, but also have that opportunity to monetize through sending people to uh, their free gift through an affiliate program or, or to something that they sell. And the, through those referrals, we actually look at podcasts as not something we, we, uh, we publish in one week and it's the episode of the week. And then on to the next one, we can take a single podcast episode and continually drive traffic to it throughout the year because it has this affiliate link that 
episode continues to make money for us because we're sending leads, we're sending customers, we're sending traffic to that guest who's provided us with an affiliate link. And so so I one thing that podcast hosts can start to do is intentionally look for guests that have affiliate programs. And that right there is probably the easiest way to start mm-hmm. making money with, with these episodes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, I mean, That's a, yeah, very good saying, point. it could be a very lucrative business, but you have Absolutely. to do it. You have to do it right. You have to do it right, and it it can be very lucrative. We we know people that are making uh, over a you know a thousand dollars per episode, not by charging the guest, or because there are podcasts now that are starting to do that, where they're yep. charging people to be a guest on the yep. show. I don't ever want to be one of those. Uh, we want to we want to be a results based type of uh, uh, enterprise where by being a guest on our show and working more together, like really treating this as a piece of marketing and not just an episode, uh, where you can earn substantial uh, you know money with with each episode. So you know we're with each episode that we publish, we're looking at how do how could we make a thousand dollars or more per year with that one episode and. And of course, there's, you know, the 50, you know, 50 to 100 episodes a year that we will do uh, that adds up to some significant, uh, significant money. Now, not all of our guests have an affiliate program, but the majority of them do. Mm -hmm. And so that's what gives us that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very good. So we're seeing some major businesses setting up their own in-house podcasts because podcasting is becoming popular and being seen as something that one has to do. Um, how credible are those in the eyes of either the consumers or business customers? Well, I think I think you earn your credibility and you mm-hmm. you you earn your authority by by providing great content and being you know uh, and and being valuable. But I think again, this is where I really look at a podcast as being uh, that this tool for creating partnerships. And so, so one thing that a business could do is, uh, you know, invite the kind of guests who already have influence Mm -hmm. over uh, a portion of their target audience and and the people they're trying to reach. Because one thing I have found by running an interview show, and maybe you find the same thing, is that after the interview, uh, most people will say, hey, that was, that was amazing. I, I, I really loved being on the show. When will this publish? I would love to send it out to my audience. And you and we talked about this before about you know sharing it out on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and and uh, and and we're always happy to do so. But most people who are guests on our show will ask, when will this publish? I would love to send it out. Uh, and so this is where the authority comes from: is that uh, when you when you are inviting guests who will also share it out. Uh, it's it's helping to build your audience. It's it's helping you to reach people you uh, don't already reach, and you're starting to build your authority with them uh, in in a new way. And I think this th- when we look at our podcast as a partnership creation machine, and not sort of this. If, if we're expecting the big downloads, if we're expecting to compete with Joe Rogan, uh, it's probably not going to happen um, anytime soon. We're not, I'm not an A-list celebrity. Nobody's heard of me, <laughs> but in my world and in my audience, in the few, you know, the, the few thousand people who are my loyal repeat listeners, I do have a relationship and authority uh, 
with them. And mm-hmm. I think that's re- it's not about getting the mi- to the millions. It's about how can I really serve those people th- that I attract through doing this? And and that's really what we're looking for. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. No, I agree. I agree. Quick, quick question, slightly off topic, but while I think mm-hmm. about it, uh, we, we do video and audio, but many podcasters only do audio. Uh, we find with some guests, we get way more downloads and views on the video than we do downloads and listens on the audio and other guests it's the other way around uh do you do both as well or any ideas on that oh absolutely i think that if you're going to do an interview it may as well be on video i mean mm. honestly how are you doing the vid- the interview anyways probably through zoom like zoom. we're doing right now yeah. which is automatically video so yes the podcast part is audio but now that you have this video it can be published on youtube uh, which is the obvious way uh, to to use it. But what we have found, and this is another one of our business models, is uh, to take some of the best content and put it into a membership program. And we've actually taken those videos, put them together, and we have two types of membership programs. One is a free membership program where you uh, register uh, to with your name and email address, and you get access to the video version or premium content. Uh, in the parenting world, we have our Blissful Parenting Toolbox that we've created, where we wow. put all of our best video content in there and, and gifts that we receive from our guests. We put them all in there. Well, now we have a product, or we can use that as a way to uh, build our audience. So we can give it away as a free membership. We even have clients who've turned that into a paid membership where now it's uh, instead of this free thing, it's $10 a month. Well, it's not a lot at first, but when you, you get a, uh, you know, a thousand people registered for that now, sure. suddenly it's, it's, it's significant. So I think there's so much more that can be done with this content than it's simply being an episode. And, and that is that the video itself uh, can be used in lots of different ways. So if you're doing nothing else with it, absolutely upload it to YouTube. You can get some, some, some free uh, eyeballs, some free traffic there. But uh, look at creative ways to turn it into a product. We've even gone back to guests and said, hey, the, your episode was really great. How, how about if we co-create a course or a workshop together? And, and uh, we've done that as well. And, uh, and, and that's one of the other ways, ways that we monetize through co-creation or coll- mm-hmm. uh, collaborating with them in some way. And, uh, and so there's so much more. So you know, to get back to your original question about video, I think it's so important to to because if you have video, then you you can do so much with that full length. You can do clips. Uh, one of the questions I always ask my guests is, "What is your must read book?" And, and so we, it was just a question that I would ask. And now after sixty plus interviews on that show, I realized, wait a minute, I've got if I took the clip, if I took the answer from every one of those episodes, I've got this great learning library uh, of all of these book rec- recommendations. We can then find the affiliate program for each one of those books, and right, and so there's there's it just spawns more and more opportunities and more and more ideas. So so there's so much way, so much more you can do with the content if you're recording in video and publishing right. it in multiple ways. right yep yeah i i'm giggling away and you'll find out why when i yes. come to my next question for you but uh what's my must read book <laughs> no no it's a variation on that but it but the okay. principles are similar kathleen sorry you're you're back to you so chuck what do you think the future will be for podcasting 
interesting, you know, because there's so many different directions podcasting go. But I think uh, and what I'm really excited about with podcasting is that it's a medium that I don't believe will uh, go away anytime soon. Uh, people have tried to, uh, you know, create variations of that. We look at Clubhouse, which is kind of like a a live audio sort of thing, which I love Clubhouse. It's kind of interesting. But this whole idea of being able to download content into my phone and, you know, if I'm commuting, which I don't do anymore, but many of my listeners do commute, it's a great and convenient way to consume content. Uh, audiobooks as well. I mean, those are not going away anytime soon. I mean, that that is, um, you know, only going to increase. I, I'm not a great reader, but I'm a great listener. And so I have consumed more books since joining Audible than, than uh, any books on my bookshelf that I ever intended to read. And I think that's what podcasting is. It's it's a very easy type of media, a very easy type of content to consume. It's convenient. You can you can do it with your eyes closed. You can you can listen to it while you're commuting. There's so many different ways to use it. I think if anything it's going to continue to grow and people are, are going to continue to innovate ways to use that in not just getting downloads but other creative ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do do you also think though that um, <clears throat> podcasting is becoming a reliable, and, and that's not always true, n- news source, and, and in fact, a more reliable news source for many people than the mainstream media. Right. Uh, I think in some cases it is. And and again, I'm big on looking at the source. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, sure. so much content online, not just podcasts, but you, YouTube is terrible mm-hmm. for this, where stuff is just made up. There's no, there's no factual uh, um, platform, you know, foundation to it whatsoever. So I think it's, it's always listener beware, but mm-hmm. if you, if you are a credible source of information, if you establish yourself as an authority that cares about putting out great content, factual content, helpful content, content that really serves a purpose then yes i do believe that in a in in depending on the source it can be a lot more uh i think factual helpful educational than than mainstream media mainstream media like you got to follow the money right and so so Mm -hmm. it's really not about putting out honest content or informational content it's really disguise you know it's really just marketing in disguise, but podcasts tend to have this honesty to them that uh, that you just don't find in other forms of mediums uh, in other forms of media. So so I I I do think but you have to you have to choose your source wisely. I of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, OK, so here's a question that made me chuckle just now. Um, this is a question we ask all our successful guests and not about books. And, and you're certainly in that category. Um, so the, the question is, um, Chuck, in, in your experience over a long period of being an entrepreneur and being a door-to-door salesman and a few other things, is, is there one characteristic mindset or habit that sets successful people apart from those that merely remain average? And I don't just mean making a lot of money. I mean, people having a well-balanced life with happiness, wealth. Is there one thing or is it more complicated than that? Well, I think people make it more complicated, and I'm certainly guilty of making it more complicated. Uh, and 
if you had asked me that question 10 years ago, I would have said, oh, there's many things that you need to do. Uh, now I believe that there's one thing, and that is grow yourself. If you want to grow your business, you have to grow yourself. And and so, and I also believe that my business will never grow uh, to beyond the extent that I grow myself. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my business is succeeding on a certain level because that's what I'm allowing it to do. And so I'm always looking for, you know, what can I learn from others who've been here before me? Uh, what can I mm -hmm. learn from others who are innovating? Uh, where am I afraid to succeed? Uh, where am I addicted to failing in a certain area? And so I'm always asking myself various types of questions to just find out where are my limitations? Where am I placing a limitation on my own business growth? And uh, and I think, you know, so I'm always looking for ways to grow myself. Now, that is uh, that will help me grow my business, but it also helps me improve my relationships and mm -hmm. my enjoyment yep. and my fun and, you know, the connection I have with my family. Uh, and and so so I think that at the foundation of everything that we do, not just business, is growing ourselves, becoming better versions of ourselves than we were yesterday. And I think that if we all did that and shared what we were learning with one another, yeah. Yeah. uh you know, we 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 can all you know achieve the positive change that we we want to see much much faster than doing it on our own. Right. Oh, that that that's a great answer. Uh, the reason for the chuckle is that we also have a premium membership level, just like you were talking about, and we take that answer <clears throat> and we put some of those together for <clears throat> some of those clips together for a video that people can can watch at the premium level or or buy. We've just started doing that now. We've had the premium membership going for a while. So, wow, thank you for that. That, uh, that, is, that is very helpful. And, and just a quick addition to that comment that I just made. When we ask, we've asked, I don't know, 100, 120 people that question. Exactly. Nobody has said get an MBA or a university degree. Not one single person. <laughs> right? It's right. all curiosity, ask questions, grow yourselves, comes up a lot, perseverance and that sort of thing. Perseverance, focus, yeah. Yeah, focus. It's all those sort of skills. So thank you for that. That's added yes. to our our store of wisdom on that uh, that answer. Wonderful, well, Chuck. We're getting short on time, but yes. how do people contact you? Well, it's 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 very simple. It's my name plus the word coaching. So chuckandersoncoaching.com is my main website and it's the hub for everything I do, whether it's a business that I invest in or clients or if you're interested in setting up an affiliate program, it's really my go-to site for everything chuckandersoncoaching.com. And 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 if anybody here is inspired to uh, to take on this idea of starting an affiliate program. I have my free uh, affiliate uh, commission calculator there. You can go and do the math, go around and play around with it and just see to see if that uh, work, works for you. And I have workshops happening all the time and I usually announce them through there. So that would be the best place to find me. I'm also big on LinkedIn. So if you connect with me on LinkedIn and I'll, uh, I think you have my link. We're all connected yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. I yeah. love LinkedIn. Like if you want to, message me and not have it go to my spam box or I have, I get 200 emails a day and I have no idea which ones <laughs> I should be paying attention. But if you send me to, uh, a message on LinkedIn, I get it and I respond to it. So 
Excellent. Excellent. Oh, that was fabulous. I hope to. That was really good. Uh, yeah, it was very good. I hope to have you return, uh, Chuck, at some point in the future. That would be wonderful. Yeah. So, and, I would uh, love that. I, I'm just going to show, and I'm certainly going to be looking at some of your workshops for you with you, and, and maybe talk to you outside of this for to <clears throat> talk about a few ideas there as well. So thank you for that, Chuck. We will definitely be in touch there. Absolutely. Well, thank you Excellent. again, Chuck. And thank you all again for tuning into the show. We so appreciate you. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye.